always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to remind you to thank God anyway. He had such a great attitude about it. I remember our oldest son, Kadar, recently asked me if I could do something. At the moment he made the request, I actually could not fulfill it. There was just no way. So I told him I'd be happy to oblige him, but at a better time. You know what he did? He said, okay, mommy, and began walking away. Then he turned back around and added this, but thank you anyway. And he gave me the biggest smile. Instantly, my heart melted because he handled it so graciously. He really wanted it. And I knew he wanted it right away. But when I couldn't do it, his attitude was wonderful. Although Kadar is a pretty mild-mannered child, that response was extra warm, even for him. After he was gone, I continued to think about the way he accepted that no. And... I thought about what if we were that way with God all the time, even when he didn't do what we wanted, when we wanted him to. What if we said, thank you anyway, God. First Thessalonians 5.18 essentially instructs us to do that. It says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. David said in Psalm 34.1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I love this Psalm. I just mentioned, especially because of what David was going through when he wrote it. Now, if you open up your Bible, you'll notice that right before Psalm 34 begins, there's a sentence that appears above it. It says of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. So what does this sentence mean and what does it have to do with the text? Well, unlike some Psalms that don't clearly indicate when they were written, there are others that explain the exact context and time period. Psalm 34 just so happens to be one of them. To fully grasp the richness of the text, you have to trace it all the way back to 1 Samuel 21 when David was on the run trying to preserve his life as jealous King Saul sought to kill him. When we enter the story, David was desperate for food and protection, so he went to a place called Nob. Once he got there, he asked Abimelech, the priest, to allow him to eat the holy bread, also known as the bread of presence, that was set aside as a sacrifice to God. For his own safety, he also asked Abimelech to give him the sword he used to kill Goliath that was stored as a sacred national possession of Israel. The priest complied with both requests, but after David left and went to Aches, the king of Gath, one of the king's servants recognized the revered warrior, which terrified David. To conceal his identity, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 21, 13, that David changed his behavior and pretended to be crazy. So how did he accomplish this desperate plan? Well, David started scratching on the doors of the city gate while letting saliva run down his beard. This man, whom God promised to make a king someday, was relegated to the wilderness, living in and out of caves as a fugitive and drooling all over himself to avoid danger. Mm, What a tough time it was for David. He looked like a wild man, though he was perfectly civilized and anointed to be king of Israel. David's plan worked. King Achish thought he was a certifiable nutcase, so he dismissed David from his presence. Can you imagine being in that kind of distress, scavenging for food, and knowing that a very powerful king intent on killing you was pursuing you at every turn? It was a tough time for David, carrying around 
around that prophetic word when everything happening to him seemed to contradict it. Ever been there when everything in your life seems to go against the promises of God? Some people would have walked away murmuring. They would have begun questioning God. They would have started complaining and had an angry fit. But not David, not you. Instead, this worshiper said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. When you think about the context, that scripture gets a whole lot more meaningful, doesn't it? While David was on the run, he said, I'll bless the Lord. When the prophecy looked like it wasn't coming to pass, he said, I will bless the Lord. When his enemies were pursuing him, he said, I will bless the Lord. When he was hungry, he said, I'll bless the Lord. When times got harder than he ever imagined they would, he said, I will bless the Lord. Essentially, David said, Lord, thank you anyway. Friend, be like David when you're going through. Refuse to allow anything to steal your praise. Keep your heart full of gratitude no matter what. When times are difficult, say, I will bless the Lord. When your pillow is wet with tears, still say, I will bless the Lord. Sick in your body, I'll bless bless the Lord. Turmoil in your relationships. I will bless the Lord. Struggles on the job. I will bless the Lord. Can't get a job. I'll bless the Lord. Business not making any money. I'll bless the Lord. Vision doesn't seem to be getting up off the ground. I will bless the Lord. Folks you thought would help you walked away. Turn their back on you. I will bless the Lord. When at all times, not just when it's good, but when it gets bad, when it gets dark, when it gets gloomy, in the midnight night hour, I'll bless him to help you do and say what David did. I'm just going to go ahead and stir up Psalm 34 and 1 into your cup of inspiration. I want you to carry that thing with you in your spirit and say it and mean it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. As you drink down the contents of your cup, even though things aren't perfect and you may have unanswered requests still before the Lord, bless his name while you wait tell him thank you anyway. And you know what? If you really try and do it, it won't be too hard. You don't have to look too hard for reasons to give God glory. He kept your mind when you were going through enough to lose it. He held you together when everything in your life was falling apart. Didn't he encourage you in the midst of discouraging circumstances? He provided for your needs when your resources had run out. He wrapped you in the cradle of his arms when others forsook you. God sent his only son who was sinless to die on a rugged cross to save a wretch like you and me. That's a reason enough on its own to give him the glory. Thank him for those things. And remember, just as God did in the life of David, he will bring his word to pass in your life. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother, whatever their stresses are, whatever their concerns are, whatever the struggles are, you know all about them. You made them, God, and you have a promise that you've spoken over their life. And even though they may not see the manifestation of it now, we believe that you will fulfill your promises because you never fail. In the meantime, give them a heart full of thanksgiving. Help them to lift their hand in praise and know without a doubt that you will come through for them. So right now we take a moment to just say thank you. Thank you for your manifold blessings. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the unmerited favor.
favor on our lives and thank you for all that you have done, are doing, and will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com.